Karibu AMG Realtors. We have specialized in selling of land across the country in areas like Nanyuki, Naivasha, Nakuru, Juja, Kagunda Road, Malindi and the Abadeas. Contact us today for land investment solutions and have your title deed delivered within 60 days upon completion of payment. SMS AMG to 402 or call us on plus 254-748-229-941. AMG Realtors, we don't just deal in land, we deal in value. Hey Cecilia, how are you? Hey Favor, I'm good, just tired. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. It's good to have you here on the We Don't Play podcast show. It's good to have you here. You know, like. It's good to be. Yeah, definitely. I feel like connecting with you on Clubhouse, you know, from Clubhouse to podcast to conversation, you never know where you meet yeah. someone. So. <laughs> This is this is one of those episodes. <laughs> Definitely. I would love people nice. to know about you. Let people know. I'm sure they've tapped on this link because they've seen the topic and they're like, Oh, I know I don't know what she's about to tell us, but I know you have all the gems to give. So let's start off with letting people know who you are, who is Cecilia and what do you do so that people have an idea of who you are. Okay, so hey everyone, my name is Cecilia Ago. I'm from Nigeria. <laughs> I um, where do I start? Like talking about me is a lot of gist, but yeah, I'm Cecilia. I'm married. Been married for ten years. I'm counting, almost eleven. Um, blessed with four children. I am a clinical sexologist, a relationship and marriage counselor, U.S. certified. I've been doing this for almost five years officially and so many more years unofficially. Um, I just believe in helping people build a healthier relationship, healthier marriage, fun-filled marriage. Because, you know, when people get married, life happens, children come into the picture, you know, we put love and romance and sex on the back burner, and then there's a lot of complaints, a lot of issues, and we don't even tie it to the fact that our love languages and love needs are not being met. So that's why I come in, help you put more spark in the marriage, help you, you know, just basically enjoy your marriage while life is happening, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I am an author as well. I help people through courses. I have a variety of courses out there, webinars, challenges. Um, I also speak at events, um, you know, marriage, marriage concerts, marriage events, church events. Um, sometimes some hands nights, which is singles nights, single ladies nights or bachelorette parties. Yeah. So in a nutshell. That's me. That's nice. You know, now that you've mentioned it, you know, there are things I want to find out about, you know, how, how, let me actually put it this way. How did you get to this point? What drove you to build this type of passion that's making you do all these amazing things today? It's very funny, to be honest. So when I was a lot younger, marriage was not in the picture for me. I did not see myself getting married one um but i think that that was influenced by the kinds of marriages and relationships i saw while growing up i never saw my parents hold hands i never saw them kiss yet they had six children four living (laughs) you know i had uncles and aunties and it was like everybody was fighting everybody so there wasn't really love i didn't see what love in a relationship or in a marriage was like I didn't know what that was supposed to be like, really, but I knew it was supposed to be like the things that I was seeing, right? And so I just wanted something different. And I said, if this is what marriage is about, count me out. Um, So to the sex part, I was abused as a child, okay? I was sexually abused, raped from like very tender age, between seven and 10. Um, And you know how in Africa, we don't believe in therapy, you don't believe in talking about it. If anything, we're supposed to protect the family name, right? And so it was never spoken about. So I just lived life 
Um, but somehow, some something inside me knew that I needed help in that area. But like, I never really got it until I got married, and sex became a major, major issue in my marriage. So the first four years of my marriage, we were constantly quarreling about, you know, I touch you, you punch me, and all of that. But the good thing um, at the time was that my husband and I are friends, right? We were friends before we got married. And so we talked about this. I talked about the abuse. I talked about like so many other things. And so it was even him who realized that he needed therapy. So we sought help, um, went through various seasons. And when I finally got healed from that childhood trauma, I started giving sexual advice for free, just basically helping people out, sharing my knowledge. And then one day he says, you know, you have to get certified and do this seriously. I'm like, no, it's not a big deal. You know, and he was like, this is a big deal. Like, you're, you don't even know the kind of help you're giving to people. You don't know. You know, like, I just looked at him. Like, I didn't think he was serious because, I mean, I'm a fashion designer. Like, what's my own with? <laughs> from fashion designer to marriage counselor, like it did not, there was no connection, it didn't make sense to me. Um, but long story short, um, got certified, have multiple certifications, and um, have helped over 10,000 marriages. And for me, it's just really humbling. The experience has been, you know, we you know how they say purpose. For me, I think this is why God put me on earth. My purpose on earth is to just basically help people understand. Um, that you can enjoy your relationship, you can enjoy your marriage, and it doesn't mean that you don't have issues, but it's just you can actually have fun and love the person that you want to spend your forever with. So that's that's basically how it wasn't planned. I didn't go to school to become a marriage counselor. It just sort of found me, and I'm grateful to God for the gifts. Wow! So, yeah. Wow! That's a big blessing that's a huge story honestly and it's unique you know that's why i love this podcast because everybody has a unique story everybody has a unique you know backstory to tell and when you see where you are now ten thousand marriages later it's like is it me (laughs) did i do this is this you know you ask yourself those questions (laughs) most of the time and sometimes i get some calls and some some testimonials like they just humble me they bring me to my knees most of them bring me to tears like I, I just did not see this happening to me i didn't see me doing this with people you know what i mean yeah. so yeah it, 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 it's it's beautiful looking at it in hindsight looking at it now it is good yeah definitely you know just looking at everything that you've been through and what you are today when you think about couples and you know relationships especially when it comes to sex what is the major thing you see that either makes or breaks that that connection hmm i think information lack of the right information and lack of communication amongst couples right a lot of people don't have the right information about themselves especially women i think that men pretty much know themselves but women don't know themselves as much as they should. Some of them don't even know themselves at all. And they also expect the man to know them to know themselves. You know what I mean? So yeah. the wife is expecting the husband to know her. She doesn't know her. But somehow expects a miracle to happen. Mm-hmm. And the man automatically knows her. And then there's also the part where both of them are not talking. Right? You're in a relationship with somebody you're not open about your sexual desires, your sexual needs, your emotional needs. I mean, going sexual is even very far, to be honest. For some of them, they don't even know what their love languages are. There's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of, um, you know, just living for people, living for maybe your family, living for, you know, people out there because we are seeing couple goals but behind the screen behind the camera is not couple goals you know what i mean and then a lot of people are just living for their children right so when you're living in 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 a house with a complete stranger you're not having conversations around what concerns the both of you the only thing you talk about is you know maybe the children bills that needs to be paid and all of that then you are both not really in a healthy relationship. So those are the two major 
issues that I get. Of course, there are so many others, but these are the two major issues. And, and when there's communication, of course, you don't expect. If I don't understand, you don't understand me. Nothing would work. Nothing would function. Even with the so-called children that you're in, in the marriage for, both of you are not communicating. You're not on the same level. You're not on the same wavelength, right? So those are the two major. There's so many other, you know, reasons why couples are just the way they are in relationship. But yeah, these are the first two that I would say I have come in contact with. Okay. Now that you've mentioned that, I actually had a question in mind because it came to me and I see this happen outside as well or just globally, even on the internet where, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're dating, you know, before you even court this person, it's like there's more sex that happens outside than happens inside the marriage because everybody in the marriage is concerned about one bill or one financial responsibility or one house responsibility or domestic need and the relationship and the intimacy decreases that's something that i've heard i don't know if it's true because it, it can be true for everybody but when you hear this type of statistic what does that tell you in hindsight um so it's true for a lot of cases maybe not all mm-hmm. cases a lot of people are having sex outside of marriage and they're having less sex in the marriage right i think it's the the, maybe the dopamine rush or something or adrenaline, I don't know the, the thought of stealing something or doing something you're not supposed to do you know, there's that whole and then that, when you're dating you know, there's it, 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 it's love or, I, I think it's more infatu- infatuation than love because people don't really have deep conversations right. when they're dating Right. And so, but then when you now get married, especially in this part of the world, I feel like people are very hypocritical because the man doesn't want to have these conversations with his wife, but then he can have these conversations with maybe his buddies, his friends out there, and maybe some girl out there that he's having extramarital affairs with. Right. Um, so, yes, in most cases, people are having sex outside of marriage, and then in marriage, they're not having sex. And I don't think it's just because there are bills to be paid. When you were single, I'm sure you were paying bills. Exactly. <laughs> right? When you were single, you were paying bills. You, If you had your own house, you were paying your rent. You were, you know, you, you, you bought gas for your car. You were paying bills. It's just the fact that people are not talking about the most important thing. It's not money in marriages. I'm very sorry that people say, oh, there's no money, don't be love. Some people have money and they don't have love. How about that? Right. So I think it's just priority. A lot of them haven't prioritized their marriages. They think that they have, but they haven't. Because when people actually prioritize their marriages and think of what really matters to them and start working on them, money will come. Money yeah. will flow. It's just simple. God God says when you're when, you know when um, when you're married, one will chase one thousand, two will chase ten thousand. Right. Exactly. And, you know, that also makes me wonder about, you know, what people also talk about in relationships when it comes to communication and also compromising, too. Because in some relationships as well, you'd, you'd see the woman has a higher sex drive than the man or vice versa. And those were things that were not discussed because we didn't think of it as a priority, you know, before. And now it becomes a priority because it's a problem. So how does someone right. fix that when you're already too deep or maybe your your legs are already too far deep into the ocean and you can't get out? You're like, I wish I knew better. I wish I knew earlier. But at this right. point, you don't know what to do. So how does someone fix or resolve that in that in that problem? First of all, both of them need to understand that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't realize that there's a problem, how are they going to fix it? So... Um, both of you realizing that there's a problem that needs to be fixed is the first step, you know, identifying. And then how do you get help? Seek counsel, get a coach, get a counselor, get a therapist in that area, right? And do the work that needs to be done. Put in the work, put in the time, put in the effort. But sometimes most people think that they can actually do it themselves. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, but you will know when ah, we can't do this ourselves, you know. 
I don't want to listen to him because he doesn't get me. You know, it's yeah. a thing. A lot of women think he doesn't get me. He doesn't understand me when I'm talking. He's talking, and I'm wondering where is his head space? Why? What lens is he looking at life with? Why is he not seeing me from my point of view? And the man in his own, you know, um, right, and in his own corner, saying women, they're just the same all over the place. She doesn't listen. She she. She doesn't see me. She doesn't, you know, like, so when you're at that point, when you know that both of you are not listening to each other, you're not hearing each other, you need to bring in a third party. And I know in Africa, in Nigeria, you're told, oh, don't bring in a third party in your marriage, you people can work it out. So, you know, there's a reason why God gave brains to marriage counselors and coaches and therapists. There's a reason why God gave brains to medical doctors. So if you're sick, you can as well say, oh, no, I'm just going to sit down and pray. And that's what some people do anyway. So um, if you know that you've come to a point where the both of you can help each other out, you have this issue, you have higher libido than I, how do we fix this? How can my libido match yours? How can we meet each other halfway? And you're not able to solve it. Then you need to bring in a professional counselor who has results and who's willing to listen to the both of you and help you navigate the waters. So it's it's simple. It's yeah. simple. It's just that most times people don't don't go that route. Right. And I think it's also because of ego, pride and Oh absolutely. And just I won't say selfishness, but it's just like I don't need it. I don't care and you will you'll be okay. And it's like no we won't <laughs> because we're not fixing the problem. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's That's, ego. Yeah, I think so too. And even finding one, you know when you said like find a therapist or find a coach, someone can easily google it. But for you to now commit to that person, what are the factors that they are they going to look at other case studies they've done before are they going to look at reviews are they going to look at first-hand experience what is that calibration that they can look at so that they're not in the with the wrong therapist or with the wrong coach yeah so the different ways to like you said they can google they can check depending on what you want right for some people they want um a christian therapist you can google you can check and um, sometimes people also get, you know, ask your friends, ask your colleagues, ask people that you care about. They, they probably can point you in the right direction. So referrals, you can check online. And then when you check online also, um, check their check their testimonials, check the people that they worked with. Um, I also know that with, with, with relationship and marriage counseling, come some setting, people just want to have what's the word now people don't want to openly give you testimonials they're very comfortable telling you that you know it worked for them this is what they like this is what they like but they don't want to put their faces or their contact because you know it's supposed to be an intimate conversation this is people airing out their most so um if you find those who have testimonials read through see if you can locate any one of the people that it worked with Mm -hmm. you know and maybe also book a consultation Yes, book a consultation, have a feel of the therapist, you know, yeah. talk. You want to find out if this person is the best fit for my spouse and I or not, you know. Don't just take it as face value. And then also one of the things that I, I encourage people to do is follow them on their social media handles. You know, you can see from their pages as well what they're doing on their pages. Does it resonate with you? Yeah. Do you go to their videos, want to hear how they talk, what they say, how they're addressing some issues and um, see if this person really fits into your personal space and, and your values. I mean, I know I have a lot of international clients and they come to me also because they say, oh, you have a Christian feel to what you do. And the counselors over here, like they would say to me, the counselors over here just want to listen. And if the man is not doing it right, they tell you, oh, girl, you know, you, you, have, you can sue, you know, you can do this. <laughs> right. right. Oh, okay. So some people are actually looking for somebody who, um, who would look into this matter without yeah. any bias, without any personal um, experiences or convictions, yeah. you know, and critically look at it and understand what their views are and their values and their goals. So for me, I start with asking what your goals are. What do you want? Do you want to stay in the marriage or not? Are you tired? Mm. Do you want to stay in the marriage? How far are you willing to go to rebuild what has been 
destroyed, you know. And so when he has that, I know that the goal is not to break this marriage, right? The goal is to rebuild. And so what that helps me do is to guide you in the things you're supposed to do now. Those who have worked with me know they call me um, <laughs> they call me a tough a tough person, and and for me it's because I, I I will follow you up to get the results that you came to me for. So when you pay me, just know that I'm going to be following you back to back. If I give you an assignment to do, I give you tasks to do. You have to do them. You can't have another session with me if you're not done with what you're supposed to do from the previous session, right? So again, you need to also look at, there's so many things you need to look at, you know, when you're dealing with it. And then some 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 counselors are very unprofessional. You start gisting somebody else or telling somebody else another person's issue and calling. I mean, you can make reference without calling names and all, but you're supposed to hold this person's or your clients um, issues in trust. They came to you because they they trust that you're going to protect them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for some people, those are one of, I mean, that's one of the reasons why they don't go to counselor. So yeah, if you want to get a counselor, you know, look around you, ask people to refer, go online, check Google, but make sure you do your due diligence as well. Yeah, you know, that also brought something to my mind as well when it comes to picking the right person and because every coach or therapist has their own procedure and not all of them allow you to sign a waiver or sign a, a, a contract or some t- type of legal binding document that allows you to feel free to speak. Are those things that you should look out for? Are those red flags that you should spot, you know, before you start giving people your own personal stories because you don't want someone else to talk about it when you're not there how does that go absolutely absolutely it's it's very important and for any counselor that is trained it's part of the oath that you took right it's just like when you go to the hospital your gynecologist is not supposed to reveal your results or your medical history with even your spouse without your consent right it is wrong it is wrong now um yeah, it's a red flag if they're not able to. But then, you know, I don't think that is really about signing because somebody can still sign and still do what, you know, what they're not supposed to do, right? But, yeah, I think that um, that's also something to look out for. And then if you have a coach or a counselor who doesn't do that, then you also need to ask questions, you know. Um, what I'm saying to you or what I'm going to say to you in counseling, um, will I hear it? somewhere else, you know, like how do you deal with these kinds of things? Again, so it's important that you do your due diligence really. And I think that's why most people would rather be referred, right, than to just pick up a random person online and just work with. That is so true. That is so true. So now going back into the relationship, the two people that are in the relationship now, how does someone, mm-hmm. you know, spice up the bedroom? How does someone, you know, do things differently? Some women don't like toys. Some some do. Some don't even want to have it near them. Some don't like wearing lingerie. So there's so many factors to consider. So how do you spice yeah. up the bedroom without being too harsh or being too pushy? Okay, so <laughs> it's funny you ask that question. I actually have a webinar called 50 Ways to Spice Up the Bedroom, right? Mm. And it's just basically teaching you the little, little things and the big, big things you're supposed to do, you know, to spice it up. Because the truth is, men love variety. Men love variety. So you must always, always as a woman... You know, learn to, and then it's not just for the women. I also tell the men that we too, women, we love variety. You know, mm-hmm. don't wear the same boxer for five days and think, oh, she's not going to notice. We notice, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, um, there's so many ways to spice up. Now, if a woman doesn't want to wear lingerie, why? We need to understand that we're all different for a reason. There is no rule that says she must wear lingerie. Another thing is, what are lingerie? Maybe there's a particular kind of thing that she considers lingerie. Maybe she doesn't consider wearing silky, easy dress as lingerie. Meanwhile, it is lingerie, yeah. right? So we need to understand what does lingerie mean to her if she doesn't like wearing lingerie. Now, 
and you quickly get out of that. If a woman um, wants to spice up the bedroom, lingerie is definitely a part of it. I have a challenge currently going on right now, so it's one day's revamp challenge. It's a challenge where every day I give you a task to do. So yesterday, they were supposed to put on a lingerie show for their husbands, right, and just basically enjoy it. So that's part of the way to spice up, right, having lingeries. And I always advise wear or buy lingeries that are your body size and your you know your your shape every woman is shaped differently right so buy what suits your body type don't go buying um stuff that is better for an hourglass woman if you're not if you're like a pear shape you know what i mean so um wearing lingerie investing in lingerie is a sure way sure way to spice up the bedroom having conversations how do you spice things up if you can't even talk about the things you want done in the bedroom? How am I going to stimulate my husband's brain to coming home early if I'm not able to tell him, babe, I really want you to come home early today. I am horny. I want you to do this to me or I want to do this to you. Communication is key. Very, very important. For me, it's number one on that list. If you're not able to talk about it, um, you won't be able to spice things up. Now, for a woman, mindset is also there. How do you spice up if your mindset is, oh, I'm just going to go home, just lie down, you do what you want to do, and we're done? You know, there has to be a shift in mindset. And for some men who have been trained to not look forward to sex, or women who have been trained to just see sex as a chore or something that they do for their husband's pleasure, there needs to be a reorientation. You know, you need to get them to start understanding that this was created for them as well, for their own pleasure as well. Right. You know, so there's mindset, there's communication, there's lingerie, there's your bedroom. What is your bedroom looking like? How is it looking? Right? Do you have that particular chair in your room where you put all the dirty clothes or clothes that you've only worn once, you want to air dry them? But you haven't come around to doing that. So you have piles of clothes. For some people, you have tons of books in your bedroom, maybe by the you know, by your side table. You know, like everything your bedroom isn't looking like a bedroom. And sometimes I give the analogy of going to a hotel. When you go to hotels, what do you feel like? How how does it make you feel? You find that a lot of people have more sex when they go on vacations, you know, when they go to a hotel than they have when they're in their house. That's because the hotel room is done in such a way that it's inviting there's something you know sensual about it in most hotel rooms so bring the hotel room to your home you know what's your bed looking like your bed spread when was the last time you changed it is it clean do you have like some diffusers some really nice things in your bedroom what are the lightings in your bedroom like so you see these are different different you know areas and things to look up so in the bedroom alone i can give you 10 tips you know what to do do you have like a couch or do you just have bed in your bedroom you should have a couch just now you want to sit what if you want to have different exposition that you need a couch to do right i encourage men to also and even men you know get through pillows really nice pillows you know get colors and stuff get candles whether they're real candles or synthetic candles or fake candles you know what i mean the led type just you know all of that there's a part of music in your room has maybe like a um, music box or speakers and you can just play love songs just things to set you in the mood those things are very very key and of course there's hygiene so if you do all of this you're going to be limited internet speed or he's no, trying to give her a head and there's so um i can't exhaust ways to spice up so make sure that your bedroom is in order Hygiene, personal hygiene is very key. You know, men shave, shave. When I say let let it be clean, but like shave, let it be, you know, smell nice, shower as well. Don't come home with all the sweat and stress and just want to shove something in somebody's daughter's mouth. Like, right. <gasps> mm. ladies also clean up down there, look really good for each other. What are you wearing at home? You know, when we're going out, we put in effort. We clean, we wash, we dress up, we wear makeup, we wear cologne, you know, your body, your body sprays and all of that. But then when you come home, and in Africa, 
there's this thing, there's a craze about wigs, right? So a woman is going out, she has her wigs on, she's looking all nice and all. And when she come back, you just drop that wig. And then what is under the hair is an unkept hair. You're not sexy that way, ma'am. No, you're not. The man is looking like, whoa, what just happened <laughs> from this the woman that stepped in and the next thing is all the eyelashes, everything is going on. And you're looking, you know, right. scary. <laughs> so make sure that you're looking good. You're putting in effort. Check up on each other. Date night. When was the last time you all hung out together? Husband and wife, no children allowed. When was the last time you spent time just talking, just having a drink? You know, hold hands, walk around. Exercising together is a way to spice things up. You know, you sweat together, you come in, you shower together. What do you expect to happen? Exactly. So many things. Mm-hmm. Right? And of course, yeah, you talked about toys. So for me, toys is an individual thing. Uh, it's not something that I, you know, like I put out there for everybody because there are lots of different opinions, especially from a Christian perspective. But personally, I have nothing against it, and I don't think that the Bible also have anything against it. But like I said, it's personal. Now, if you have a husband who wants, to, you know, want to try different things, and the wife isn't, the man also has to be patient with her. You know, try gradually getting her there. I mean, you want to talk to a woman who is ashamed when you're having sex? She turns off the lights. I want to introduce toys. First off, there's a lot of work that needs to be ha- that, that needs to happen here, right? Her mindset. If she cannot turn on the light, uncle, she will not be accepting any toys in the bedroom. So, you know, let's know first things first, baby steps, you know. So, if both of you are open to it, by all means, you know, you can introduce that. You can introduce handcuffs if you want to some soft, you know, BDSM. You can introduce your um, mask, you know, learn to tease, learn to have like so many things. There's so many sensual and sexy food and fruits and stuff that you can bring to the bedroom. What do you need to learn how to give each other oral sex? I mean, there's so much, so much to do if you want to spice up. And if you're interested, you can also just, you know, maybe click my link somewhere, find me somewhere, and and get the 50 ways to spice up the bedroom. That would also go along with help. I also encourage couples to take time off. Maybe once a month, once in two months. If you can't go on a vacation, go on a staycation. So find a hotel near you. Yeah. Find a hotel in your locality and spend time there with each other. You when you come back, you come back refreshed, you know. And then of course pay attention to each other's love language. Because if I don't feel loved, especially as a woman, I'm not gonna be open to sex. That's the truth for most women, right? But for men, men need sex to feel loved. Women need love. They need to feel love to be open to sex, right? Right. I hope that that helps somebody out there. Definitely, yeah. it does. You know, I'll just touch on one of those things you mentioned, which is very important too, which is the oral sex part. Because, you know, some couples, they just say, okay, let's just have sex. And there's no foreplay. There's no leading up to it. Some women don't even like to give head. Some men don't know how to give head. It's like there's a disconnect and you don't hear about those things because you're not supposed to have sex before marriage so it's like some people say why can't i test the water before and then it's all biblical so there's so many factors to consider and you're like oh now i can't leave because divorce is wrong so it's like you you don't there's so many gates (laughs) that you can't unlock or lock you know at your own peril so how do you communicate that so that it's not so detrimental to your marriage or to your relationship um holistically it's simple. What is important to you? Is that marriage important to you? If it's yes, get a marriage counselor. We need to normalize this. Mm-hmm. We need to normalize getting marriage counselors involved, right? Getting a sex therapist involved, getting a sexologist involved. We need to normalize it because there's no other. There's no other way. If you go, you can't take that kind of issues to your parents. Right. Mm-mm. You can't. Right. <laughs> you can't. And. I know some people say take it to your pastors and I'm not against pastors, but let it be a pastor that is trained in that regard. The fact that he can pray for seven hours doesn't mean that he can help you relationship matters, right? So, open your eyes. Like we normally say in Nigeria, shine your eyes. Get the help that you need. 
stop suffering in silence because some of us are enjoying our marriages some of us are boiling you have no idea right so get the help that you need that is true and you know during marriage counseling before you get married because some people don't even go through marriage counseling before they get married and within that mm-hmm. counseling they actually touch on those topics but what if perhaps you've gone through those topics you've understood all those concepts they've talked about it but you still didn't apply those concepts yes you still need a therapist to you know fix that but if you're already stuck up from the beginning how do you loosen up towards the the other side towards the end that's usually like a big question people get to ask you know Mm. So, yeah, some people don't do marriage counseling, I think maybe abroad, but I think that a lot of people do that in Nigeria. Unfortunately, in some churches, marriage counseling is just something that they do on the surface. They don't touch, like, the main issues. Right. For example, in-laws. How do you deal with difficult in-laws? I wasn't taught that when I went through marriage counseling. And the fact is, it's a reality for a lot of people, right? Marriages are being destroyed because of interference from in-laws, right? So for some people, you've gone through um, marriage counseling or premarital counseling before marriage. Some of those issues were not touched on. So what do you do? You find somebody like myself who has a curriculum for everything marriage, for premarital counseling as well. Now, for some people who went through it and they learned and they taught them, why aren't you applying the things that you've learned? Why aren't you? So it becomes a personal issue. It becomes, I know these things, but I'm not going to do them because. Do you understand? And for that kind of person, even if they go through marriage counseling, if you don't take action, you don't get results. So, again, what is important to you? Do you want the marriage to flourish? Yes. Are you willing to do what it takes? Yes. When I give you a task, you abide by it and you carry out your task. Yes. Then we have the next session. How was the task given? Oh, I forgot. Or no, it wasn't like I forgot. I was very serious with it, but what thing happened and, you know, something else. When I start hearing, you know, um, excuses like that, to me, they're just excuses. They're just excuses. Then you're not ready. Do you understand? So for people like that, there's nothing you can do for them, unfortunately. If if people are not willing to work on their marriages, like, it's not, I shouldn't want it more than you want it. Does that make sense? Mm. I shouldn't want it more than you. So, um, if you know the right things to do, by all means, go ahead and do it. And then I think also that um, upbringing has a lot to do with how we relate with things or how we treat people in our marriage or how we treat our marriages or how we treat even ourselves, right? Um, If you're constantly seeing what you do in your marriage as, I'm doing it for him or I'm doing it for her, then you'll be frustrated half of the time, right? But if you learn to do it for you, I love peace. I enjoy when my spouse and I are in sync, when we can just be silly around each other, when we can just look into each other's eyes and stare and just laugh, or when we can remember some very childish things or silly things that we used to do and we can laugh over it. If those things matter to me and, and I enjoy how we wake up in the morning and we pray together, you know, if I enjoy all of those things, I would really be a stupid person to not continue to put in the work to enjoy what I enjoy in my marriage. Do you understand? Yeah. So, if if a person or two people in a relationship are not willing to work on their marriages, if they like, get one million therapists, you're not getting any results. It's as simple as that. You can take a horse to the river, you can force the water down the street. Exactly. And do you think at that point, they, I don't know, people like people who say back home, you just need deliverance you know that's how they would put it <laughs> and and that's not really the solution i mean that's part of it but it's not the full solution it, it, it's just a tiny part of it yes maybe they need deliverance but deliverance can also come in different ways yeah so yeah i think sometimes they need deliverance and deliverance come in different ways deliverance doesn't have to be or people come together and they pray for you or pray on you or lay hands on you or something or maybe somebody's fasting for you and putting your name on the altar of god that's one way you know to look at deliverance there's another way you know when something had happens to you 
or that person you're taking for granted gets to a point where you know what I'm done and she's the one or he's the one who's no longer taking your BS then you realize oops right. I missed this I shouldn't have taken them for granted what did I do what do I need to do let me paint you a picture we all know that to be fit to be healthy you need to eat right right, right. you need to exercise you shouldn't eat late at night you should control your portion. We know all of these things, right? But why do you think some people are stuck on sweet tooth? You know, they like their cakes, they like their chocolate, they don't work out, they don't do any fruits or vegetables, they are clearly overweight. But they're not doing anything about it until a life threatening um, event happens to them. Maybe a heart attack, maybe just something. And then they're receiving treatment and part of their healing process is you need to cut down on sugar, you need to cut down on this, you need to start working out, you need, and then you see them doing it. Right? Right. Why do we wait until a life-threatening issue before we do something that a normal thinking somebody should do? Exactly. So if you know, for instance, the man who likes to come in very late, midnight, 1 a.m., and the wife is always saying, babes, come, even if not for us, for your own safety, you know, night crawling is not such a great thing anywhere in the world. And he doesn't listen and he doesn't care and he's taking her for granted. One day, one day on your way back, something happens. Or one day you sleep with a girl who robs you. Something just happens. And, you know, you remember, oh, I have this woman at home who is a great person, who is a great mom who looks after the house, looks after me, who understands what my business or career is about, who's always giving me valuable advice. When those kinds of things happen, you now see somebody just waking up. That's also the difference, right? But my, I always say, don't wait for something very bad to happen before you change the course of your life. Don't wait for somebody to start loving your wife right before you realize, oh, I need to learn. Even if you don't know, because the truth is a lot of men may not really know how to love their wives because who is teaching them? Where is the template? Who raised him? Does he have a mentor who understands what love is? Right? And vice versa. The women too who take their husbands for granted and then all of a sudden they're done. They find a great woman who looks finer by all standards than you who is doing amazing career-wise or business-wise and then you realize I let a good a good man go right mm. don't wait for such events to happen look at yourself look at the person you said yes to as a man look at the woman you proposed to as a woman look at the man who proposed to you and you said yes to and reevaluate things where were we? Why did we say yes to each other? Why did we walk down the aisle? Why did we get married? Why did we have kids together? If you're able to identify those things, then you can begin to find your way back into each other's lives again, right? Yeah. So, okay, I like that. I like that. You know, now I'll 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 flip it a little bit, just a little bit, because I like what you said that you know when somebody is committed, and then at some point. They, they stop doing what they they used to do or they never used to do it and you didn't think it was a problem until it becomes a problem now if somebody right. says you know because from what I see or from what I'm hearing about 50% of divorces are initiated from the woman the men don't start it the women started maybe it's because of emotional trauma yes. yeah. uh, in most cases yes. so is that something that you should be looking at because divorce now has become before it used to be like a taboo and in the bible it still has its biblical standards but people want their peace people want to be happy people don't want to spend the rest of their lives in in turmoil so is that a route that someone should consider or should they try everything in the book under the sun before they take that exit left position how how do you see it i just want to hear you i'm curious (laughs) (laughs) um so i I'm, i'm smiling because i know that I think about five years ago, six years ago, I said that there's a pandemic coming and it's not a COVID pandemic, it's not Ebola pandemic, it's divorce pandemic, it's women finding themselves, it's self-awareness, it's 
putting myself first for the first time in my entire life, right? And especially in Africa, women are economically empowered now. Women are doing things. Women are making money from their homes. Women whose husbands won't let them work. Most of them have more money than their husbands now, right? Just working from home, keeping no, taking no um, um, delivery of goods and sell, of goods that needs to be sold or whatever. Yeah. You know. So yeah, there's a there's a pandemic coming. Women are constantly um, self developing. They are learning. They're becoming better. You know, at the things that they're doing. I, I, I ask you a question. When you go for trainings right now, whether business trainings, self-development trainings, um, marriage trainings, what's the ratio between the men and the female folk there? There's always more women than mm-hmm. men. There's always more women. There's always more women. Women are hungry. Women are looking for... And then a lot of men are not updating themselves. A lot of men are still in the analog season. Why this woman is already 2022 updated. In fact, 2025 updated. And so she will always be here while the man is here. And then there will always be, um, um, you know, self... Um, what's the word now, self-esteem issues, right, between the man and the woman, you know, and there's a rise in self-care, 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 take care of yourself, love yourself, because especially in Africa, and I keep saying especially in Africa, because this is what I know, I don't know what obtains in the U.S., in Canada, and every other place, but before now, you find a lot of women just managing in their marriages, women are beating, she's going through depression, nobody knows um, the rate of suicide in Africa is rising, especially amongst women, you know. And so when we're teaching and we're opening the women's minds to the reasons why people are either dropping dead or committing suicide or just looking older than her husband's because she's not taking care of herself. She's not going out to her girlfriends. She's not going to the movies. She's not going to the spa to take care of herself. All she knows is wake up in the morning, take care of children, cook, clean the house, she has a job she has to go to she's doing all of that but you find out that a lot of women now are taking time of they go on vacations by themselves right and so she would rather take some time off and be happy than to be with a man who constantly berates her who constantly makes her feel worthless right and so to your question divorce is not usually the first um, line of action okay there's also the case of separation. Sometimes, though in Africa we don't talk about all of that, but I would really, really recommend in some marriages, both of you need to get in, get away from each other's spaces. And it's not divorce. It's what I call creative separation, right? You're going to be separated for like a week or two or a month, depending. Now, if, if somebody's life is at stake, of course, it's not going to be a week or one month, right? If the woman is enduring... Um, beating, domestic violence, first off, that guy should probably be in jail or something. Right. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So, well, the place where women are, there's a revolution. They're, they're learning to understand each other themselves. They know themselves. They know their capacity. They know how powerful they are. And then she's able to make money. She's economically empowered. If the guy doesn't watch it, a lot of women are just going to get up one day. It's already happening, to be honest. Just get up and say, you know what, I'm done, without properly taking other things into consideration. So like I said, if you don't get a counselor involved, there's every tendency that that marriage is going to deteriorate even more. If you don't take actions, the same thing will happen. And then you get to a point where she has swept a lot of things under the carpet. Her head is full. She wakes up one morning, boom. No other thing is done. The only thing in her head is, how do I get out of this house? How do I get out of this? How do I get this? man out of my life and then they're all jumping into divorce when they could have done something about it something really creative you know about it and of course um before you go to divorce make sure that you've explored every other thing that needs to be explored make sure that there's really really no room for reconciliation you know before you go that route and of course i'll keep talking about separation sometimes when you separate from each other you can breathe. You can see the things that you're not doing right. You know, I'm talking about both the man and the woman and and see how both of you can come together to work things out, you know, to, to talk things through, to create boundaries, healthy boundaries, 
so that I'm not stepping on your toes, you're not stepping on my toes. We respect each other's values and we, we know what I know what makes him happy. He knows what makes him happy and we're constantly helping each other out. I think that those angles need to be explored. Those actions need to be explored first before um, divorce. But yeah, the rate of divorce is skyrocketing. Like I know women that they're done. It doesn't matter what I say to them, they're done. Hmm. And they're done because this man is not listening. They're done because you, when you suggest the marriage counseling, most African men think that that's a failure. How can I take my marriage to some random? And then if you now tell them that it's a female counselor, first of all, they don't have respect for women. So why should they listen to a woman counselor? Mm. Right. So unfortunately, that's that's where a lot of people go to the divorce route. It's really tricky. It's Very. really tricky. Wow. I think this is one podcast I think a lot of people listen to and just look within themselves because you've brought a lot of things and you've brought a lot of concepts because when you think about what you're saying and you're listening, you're going to interpret that and look at your own marriage and ask yourself, is this what I'm seeing? What am I not seeing? And you've really brought it, really brought it today. So I really appreciate you for all these gems you've been able to give us this you're you're coming back again <laughs> that is what i'll definitely say <laughs> that's fine that's fine just give me a heads up that's fine definitely. i will come for part two definitely definitely thank you so much you know if there's any way that they can reach out to you and they want to connect with you let's say they want to hire you or you know find out about your services or you know just stay in touch with you generally how can they do that um, on Instagram at Bedroom Matters, properly spells one word, Bedroom Matters on Instagram. Um, on YouTube, Bedroom Matters, you can send me an email, Bedroom Matters one number one at gmail.com. Bedroom Matters one at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, bedroommatters.com. So there's so many ways to reach out. To Amazing. Me. And I'll also make sure that that is available in the show notes so that you can tap on the description links and just have right access to it so you can enjoy and also see the amazing things that you're doing outside, you know, the podcast. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you so much. And till we meet again, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I'll look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you so much. Have a great day yourself. Take you're care. Welcome. Take care.